Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's your weekend going, Ryan? It's pretty good, Joe. How's your weekend been? Pretty good. Um, Yesterday, I went up to my sister-in-law's new cabin off of Knife Lake, took out an old beater pontoon, took out the paddle boat, had a lot of fun just chilling. It was nice. Sweet. Yeah, I rarely ever get to go up and hang out at a lake anymore. It's nice when I that gets to happen. Oh, it doesn't. When the weather's right, it doesn't get any better. Yesterday was perfect. It was like seventy-eight, and not a cloud in the sky. So, what's uh, new on your end? Uh, not too much. Uh, went to the wife and I went to a winery yesterday. Um, cool. Kind of by Red Wing, but over on the Wisconsin side. It's called Vino in the Valley. Okay. That was really cool. Um, other than that, haven't done a lot. Watched. Oh God, I watched one of the coolest F1 races ever. The the results were just. Um, I don't. I mean, so many emotions. It was it was a beautiful race with a beautiful outcome, and yeah, yeah, good weekend to be a race fan. Yeah, for sure. Um. So speaking of, do you have any results? I know um, places yeah. did race this Anywh- weekend. Any, anywhere you want to start? or I got 510, I got Rick's Hobby Farm, Thunder Road, Lake Superior. We got it all going on this week. Um, well, I have a small comment about Thunder Road. I heard a little thing yesterday, so if you want to get into that one. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I guess we'll... well Let's just go with your news. Well, it's not really news, so don't get me wrong. I talked to a person who shall remain nameless always. Um, they said there's a Thunder Road has been running a good program lately. They get you in, get you out quick, all that, which is awesome. That's what they needed to do. But now get this rule, Ryan. Have you ever heard of something like this? They have a triple there, and if you're running stock... You're not allowed to clear it, even though it's a simple triple. Hmm. Something uh, about, I don't know, fucking something stupid. Something about, oh, it's stock, you should... It's something to try to curb the motor war, or I don't know. It's just dumb. That doesn't not make sense to me, though. Um, I've never heard it with stock buggy. We have seen stuff like this before, like the sportsman no jumps. Well, the sportsman no jumps is more of a safety issue. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying yep. um, we have seen jump restrictions sure. before. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that I hate something like this because yeah. in the past, and I don't have I don't have the experience on carpet. Anybody that listens to this show knows that, but... Um, there have been clay jumps before where the people that spend the big money or have the right connections on motors can jump something that other people cannot in the stock class. You're right. And that is that is so frustrating. Um, my, my recommendation, if you want to do something like that, make sure the hottest 17.5s can't clear it. The end. Um, a carpet track, it's fairly simple to do. Yeah, pull the landing a little further, right? Exactly. Pull the landing. I mean, you got to tape the little piece of carpet on the landing or whatnot, but 
there are things you can do. I get the sentiment, but to be like, hey, guys, you know, if you're running stock, you can't. And they have three stock classes, by the way. Yeah, they've got what? Uh, 17.5 Intermediate, 17.5 Expert, and, and then 17 what else? 17.5 Sportsman. Really? From what I've heard. 17.5 Sportsman. I could be Expert. wrong. Again, I've heard it. No, you're wrong, but they, I mean, they have two wheel drive modified. And then 17.5 Expert, 17.5 Intermediate. There is a Sportsman class, but it's not classified oh. as a 17.5 two wheel drive. Okay. But anyway, other than that, I heard they ran a great program yesterday. Cool. Well, your dad got third in intermediate 17.5 two-wheel drive buggy. Yep. That's to, awesome. To uh, Braden Nelson in second and Chris Mickelson in first. Cool. Let's see who's winning the who's winning the fast class. Caden Voss took the win over Brian Bowman and Matthew Mickelson. Caden Voss, I raced with him at dollar hobby um a couple months ago when the whole crew from there came to dollar and it's like i saw something you rarely see something click in a person that day but i went from out qualifying the guy to the guy just fucking crushing in the <laughs> same day in the same day so yeah. It's fun to watch with young people. He actually he ended up taking the win yesterday in uh, 13.5 four-wheel drive expert as well. Awesome. So, yeah, he had a big day there for sure. Sure, sure. Uh, I still say that, yes, um, Thunder Road is still impressing me with their layouts and whatnot, and I would like to drive there, or I would, you know, I'd like to drive my car there, but, man, I have a tough time wanting to drive an hour and a half one way to drive a two-wheel drive buggy on carpet. You're right. Um, usually when I do anything 10 scale, any if it's more than, if it's farther than um, dollar hobby for me, it has to be a good weekend race. Yeah. It really does. Um, a scale, I'll drive. I don't care. I mean, it, like, I went to that Blooming Prairie track, but I got a whole thing about that, so we can keep going with results. Oh, I also cool. I also have something for uh, the beginners segment this week. Oh, right on. That's good because I completely forgot about it. I kind of I leave it in my show notes because I want to keep it going because um, a person asked me about it. It's like, you know, we kind of dance on topics here or there, but to have a good hey save yourself the headache and do it this way instead of that way. That's a good thing sure. to do, I thought. I think you're correct. So uh, our friends at the 510 Raceway, they're still running uh, outdoor carpet races, outdoor turf races at Hillbilly Hills. Yeah, I stopped by there quick today. They're just cool. starting when I stopped by. I had to pick up the PA system for right the MNRC. Well, the owner-operator of 510, Chris Martin, he took the win in stock buggy, followed by Dennis Capco and Rick Provost. Mm -hmm. And let's hit the sportsman class. Mason Burke takes the win in that, followed by Colton Burke. Right on. So that was the Hillbilly Hills out there in, uh, what town's it in? Is it in Clear uh, Lake? or uh, What the heck is the town? I was just there today, too. and I Clear Lake, it. Clearwater, somewhere it's in there? Something like that. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Clear Lake, you're correct. 
Okay. Clear lake and clear water are basically the same damn thing. Rick's Hobby Farm had a 75-entry day yesterday. Fucking that's so awesome, man. Yeah, it is. Um, the looks like one of the healthier nitro classes, too. Tony Sletton took the win there with his nitro buggy. KP, uh, Keith Rains, who I saw recently buying a whole bunch of uh, two-wheel drive buggy stuff um, at Dollar Hobbies last weekend. And Kelly Roberts took third there. Cool. Awesome. Uh, shout out to uh, St- Steve Strandemo. Uh, in the BMX world, we call it, we just call him Demo. Haven't seen him around a whole lot, the Cottage Grove Bike Park this summer, but it looks like he's diving deeper and deeper down the RC rabbit hole. So he's probably a good uh, somewhere between seven and $10,000 deep for yeah. his first year. So I met him, I want to say, two, three months ago at Dollar Hobby on a practice day. It was like a Monday or something like that. Um, And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's telling me he knows you and all that stuff. And then he's yep. r- running carpet off-road. And he's like, well, I'm thinking about getting into the A-scale and whatever. I'm like, cool. And then all of a sudden, he's just deep into everything. <laughs> it, it's awesome. Yeah, a week later he probably had like three cars, yeah, or something like that. That that's how demo operates. He's uh, he's all or nothing. He's an awesome guy. He's a very very nice dude. I, um, I am jealous of his full size truck. Uh, I I don't know what he drives. Black on black Tacoma with a six speed manual. Oh okay. TRD, dude. It's it's something to be. The six speed manual really makes it. In my opinion, some people eh, don't like it. Yeah, I, d- I didn't mind having it on the. I like the way a manual decelerates. Yes. Um, I'm having trouble getting used to my my Grand Cherokee that I'm driving now because it's automatic and the the Subaru Legacy that uh, basically huffed and puffed and barely made it to the dealership for me to trade in. Uh, <laughs> that thing was a manual, and I. Love the way you can slow them things down fairly quickly and smoothly. So um, when my wife and I got together, one of the cars I had was a manual. It was before we were married. And she goes, you're one of those assholes that downshifts instead of hitting your brakes so there's no brake lights on. I'm like, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, I did them both at the same time just to, I don't know. I, I just like the way that feels versus hitting a brake and you you can feel the engine still working against the brake in right. an automatic or at least I can feel it in my Jeep. Yep. And and that bugs the shit out of me. I'm looking at uh Rick's results still. For whatever reason the mini truggy A main isn't up there, but I believe I remember that uh Sam Savacool won that with his four wheel drive buggy, his techno buggy. Uh Torot took second with the the new twenty two X four TLR car, and in third place, uh, Ben Savakul. It's uh, Ben sleeves are for pussies. Savakul. That's awesome. I have a feeling Tor's gonna be. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I have a feeling Tor's gonna be getting the new conversion. I just got it. You think he's gonna build a mini truggy? Ah, that's what he's talking. No shit. Yeah. Man, he's gonna have a lot of classes to race with ten scale this winter if he's got. You know, two-wheel drive well, stuff going on, four-wheel drive buggy, 
He just wants it. For, he just wants it for clay. Or in dirt. Okay. I was going to say, I've literally, I've never even seen him race two classes in a day on clay. Because ah. he's, you know, he really likes to tinker toy on setup right, right. for the day. So, I mean, it, he'll be busy from the time he's done marshalling and t- just about until it's time to go racing again, tuning on a two-wheel drive buggy. That, so, that's why the old man's so damn fast. Yeah, well, that that and... You know, he's super talented. Well, that so. too. But I like to tell myself he's faster than me because he wrenches more. That's just what <laughs> sure, I tell keep myself. keep telling yourself that. That's dude. what I tell myself. <laughs> Pro 4 A-Main, uh, Nick Pappenfuss, he takes the win in that, followed by Kyle Quast. Is it Quast or Quaist? I, I said I Quast. Quaist. I always said Quast. I think it's actually spelt differently than, it, than it's shown here too. Q-U-A-S-T. That's how yeah, it's, I don't know. Isn't there an I in there? In the anyway. MN- Well, I know in the MNRC computer, it's Q-U-A-S-T. All right. Uh, third place in Pro 4 is uh, Ryan. Shirts are for pussies, Vassar. <laughs> he gets on the podium again, showing off that six-pack. Uh, looks like the the other Savakul son race, too. I see... Uh, Jacob Savakul. That's either. Oh, that's I guess that could be Ben's brother. Uh, Jacob. I want to say Jacob's his other kid. I want to okay. say. So the other. That's cool. He's getting the other kid out and racing. And look, Nick. Nick Savakul. That's the. Nick's the a brother. brother. I think. Yeah, Nick's a brother. Okay. So cool. There yeah. was there was a whole Savakul get together going on at Rick's Hobby Farm. Yeah. E buggy's kind of the big class there. Uh, e buggy, e truggy. That's the B main. Kyle Quas took that. Got the bump out of that, and I'm missing a lot of A-Main stuff, I think. Oh, there's the A-Main. Looks like Sam took the win there. Uh, homebrew Dave LaRue takes second, and Jordan Cortan in third. Cool. cool. Alan Smith, Alan the Snake Charmer Smith, got aced out of the podium. Uh, Clayton Cartaluca finished fifth. So some other notables in there. It was a, it was a fast main. Right. It sounds like uh, Jordan... Might have backed her down a tick and put together a good one. Cool. Yeah, it's it's crazy what you can do when you're not crashing every single lap. He He's fast. He gets it. It's just, you know, he's a kid. He's still learning. Uh, back on Thursday night, Lake Superior RC Club, they were racing on the, uh, the Connor Ehlers Supercross layout. Love the layout. Uh, Looks like uh, Jabber took the win there, followed by Nick Lovato and whoever the hell Carhartt is. Sounds familiar. I don't... Oh, fuck, who knows? Who knows? I hate <laughs> Nick... I fucking hate nicknames. Put your names right. in the fucking live RC. I've seen a whole bunch of them looking up Minnesota results. We got Carhartt. I you know, know. Jabber. His his isn't in there as Jabber anymore, but it used to be because I never knew knew who the hell Jabber was. <laughs> Pork Chop. I don't know who Pork Chop is. Silver Bullet. Some guy that's racing at Thunder Road. His name was uh, Thanks Tim Walls. Oh, want to puke? I but. got a rant. I got a fucking rant about politics in RC here because somebody oh, sent God, me some. Let's not. No, somebody sent me some really really dumb shit earlier, but we'll get into that after results. Sure. Well. There's your segue, because that's all I got for results. Right on. So I was going to save this for the question section, but it's not really a question. Um, a friend of mine sent me a post, and he goes, 
what's your thought on this? I'm fucking, I deleted it. And it was a bunch of loaded questions to join one group. And I want to get the group's name right. Brothers in RC is what oh, it's God. called. Yep. And um, the questions are, what makes you more upset, Colin Cap or cops killing civilians? Do you have issues with these three words, Black Lives Matter? Chicken dot 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 bone in or boneless? I'll tell you what, guys. The RC world's one of the most diverse places I've been involved in besides jiu-jitsu room. You bringing politics up in it is about the dumbest fucking thing you can do, and you're going to tear whatever group you're a part of apart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's not necessary. No. It, it's not even necessary, you know, if, if you and I only had an at-the-track relationship... It's not necessary for me to share my politics with you and vice right. versa. It, it has no place. And I do talk to some of my RC friends about politics in private messages, and it has nothing to do with RC. But that's very, very few and far between. And I have to be coaxed to talk about fucking politics. But yeah, I mean, you get what I mean? Just... Yeah, everybody's Not, making it about that, right? Like, yeah. um, I'm really into cranes right now. Yeah. And so I'm in some crane Facebook groups, and it is just oh, nonstop God. Trump bashing versus Biden bashing, and it's so sickening. It's like, no, I came to this page to look at cranes lifting up heavy shit. Yes. I, I don't want to talk about COVID or creepy joe biden or trump is a racist i just i don't give a fuck i came here to not see that stuff i agree i totally agree you know what keep it r to rc you know what if you want to talk politics if you want to do x y and z dude there's plenty of pages on facebook i'm part of a simpsons shit posting facebook group and all the shit posting has turned politics. I'm like, man, there was some funny stuff happening. Are you a Simpsons fan? Oh, I love it. I um, I haven't been current on it in like the last ten plus years, but no, right? Yeah, I have a I have a deep appreciation for it. There's a lot of memes involving a lot of different, uh, like the steamed ham situation with Seymour Skinner and Principal Chalmers. They've rehashed that. Literally hundreds of ways. Um, what else? Um, the lemon tree, the dude eating a straight-up lemon and his lips sucking in. They've, <laughs> they've rehashed that a million ways. You know, it was fun like that, and it's just a good, stupid laugh, and then all of a sudden, fucking idiots bring politics into it. Right. I, oh, man. I'll tell you what. Any of the groups I'm a moderator of, I won't fucking stand for it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Has anybody tried to do anything like that in Mini Truggy? No. N same with Midwest RC. Neither one. How about Midwest iRacers? Hey, when's the last time you logged into iRacing? Uh, three weeks. Aren't you glad you got that custom rig built, Joe? It's only $150. 
Man, that was a solid investment. Now, if I would have spent the $600, I would feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. I was going to buy that $600 rig. But you know what? I, no, it was 175 It was 175 and I bought it from a friend. And I might get on, depending. So when we're done with this, and I go upstairs and the wife's sleeping, I might come down and do a race. I should just shut that group down. We're not really doing anything with it. Yeah, I posted something in there like a couple, like a week ago, and nobody even responded. Right. But, yeah, it's, I, I like iRacing, I but, you know, we've been training. I've been wrenching on RC stuff, getting Joey, yeah. Joey's e-buggy going, all that stuff, and the way it should be going, too. Cool. Like, um. He's at about 60% with his uh, e-buggy, with the throttle. And that's awesome. That's a really good balance for him. That's further along than I thought it would be at this point. 50 was dog shit. But it's kind of funny. So there's a percent you click through, and it's not, it's not an even ramp. So he's at 61. If I click it to 62, it's like you motor up another full motor. Okay. It's weird. But, we, yeah, we figured that one out last week. But, man, he did awesome with it. I was so impressed. And, yeah, I was happy with it. So what else do we got here? We got, oh, beginner segment. Let's get that one done. So, for the beginner segment, there's a lot of good information out there on YouTube. There's a lot of dog shit information out there on YouTube. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If the video doesn't start with, Hi, I'm Adam, Adam Drake from Mugen Seeky Racing, or I'm JQ, or Joseph Quagrain from JQ Racing, or... I'm Spencer, Spencer Rivkin or Richards. If it's not a pro racer, don't fucking listen to it. If it's some hillbilly like me sitting on his desk like, well, the pros do it like this, but I like to do this little shortcut here, and, you know, I never noticed a difference. Don't listen to that moron. Do you want to learn how to build a ball diff? Go to Richard's. Go to the uh, type in Richard Saxton Ball Diff into YouTube and follow along with them. It's perfect. You know what I mean? Spen yeah, for sure. Spencer Rivkin, dude, tire brake and he everything he does is obviously correct. Same with Adam Drake. Same with JQ. All those guys. This hillbilly nonsense I've seen on there. If it tells you what you want to hear because it's a shortcut, it's the wrong video to be watching. Is my opinion. If you don't want to do the work, just, I don't know, man. Maybe it's not for you. What do you think? The cold, hard truth. Uh, yes. Yes, I do like those videos. I wish I had a, I wish my brain retained it more i've taught myself the 
the adjustments with diff fluid so many different times in the last five years. <laughs> and if I don't go out and make diff changes in the next 12 months, poof, it's gone. Right. I know exactly. Maybe what maybe you mean. less than that. Maybe if I don't go out and make a diff change in the next 6 months, it'll be gone. So um but you know, the nice thing is is that video is is always waiting for you there to search for it. Sure. So it is. And you know, those guys are not going to steer you wrong. They want you right. to be a happy person and buy the product that they're sponsored by. I'll tell right. you what, there's a couple things like, um, one thing I did learn. So when bleeding shocks, I'm like, you know, after like a week or two, air always seemed to build back up into them. Mm-hmm. Well then I'm like, ah, just for shits and giggles. I watched Spencer Rivkin's video. He bleeds him. He bleeds it, pumps it about 20, 25 times. And then he bleeds it a second time. Well, I was only doing the first time. Bleeding it that second time is really key. It's just a little shit like, oh, I never thought of that. Sure. So, yeah, just um, watch professional videos from RC Pros and uh, Jim Bob in his basement recording it off of his iPhone 4 and... You know, trying to keep the meth lab out of sight of the phone. <laughs> yeah, I put a lot of faith in the Drake videos. I do appreciate oh, yeah. those. Oh, sure. Right on. There's so, ma- there's so many of them now that it's sometimes it's difficult to comb through them and get the one that you want. Yep. Um, I, but yeah, in YouTube, he does a great job. Yeah, when there's something I want to see, I write down, you know, Adam Drake shocks. Adam Drake this, Adam Drake that, you know. Because you're right, there's hundreds. Um, another thing I've noticed. This is, we're done with the beginner segment segment now. It's just a little frustration. Every pro is going, and former pro and whatever, is going on to podcast saying, Gas truck was the best class ever. Man, I really wish it would come back. My question to those guys, do you really? Do you really wish it would come back? Because if you want to, dude, Casey Wright, man, he's got the hookups for a more modern gas truck. Or you could take your GT2 and still be competitive. You guys could build a class again. So the real question for those assholes is it really the best class? Do you really want to do it again? Or are you just talking shit because you know your sponsor is not going to force you to do it? I I just, I've been hearing that constantly from these guys. I listen to Keenan's podcast. Oh, okay. Sure. And I, I haven't had a lot of time for co- podcasts lately, so I... So are you... Um, do you have... Do you RCs have... is one of the first things that gets cut out. Cause, right. Uh, I make sure I get my favorite motocross podcasts in, and then I slot in Formula One. Yep. And if I get all that in, then I will bleed over into the RC stuff. Um. Yeah. I mean, like every. Well, I was just saying though, every pro Keenan has on. Man, I love gas is truck. Ke- is Keenan the one that brings it up? No, they do, and they're What's talking the about Tuesday Night Nationals at I forget the track name. It's like, no, you know why it was good? Because you were young. 
and you were fast. You were a youth. That's why things are good. When I sit there and think, I think 1998 is the best year in the world. But you know what? Now I sit there, you know, I was a young 16-year-old kid. I had a car. I had a job. I raced RC cars and BMX bikes, and I was getting laid for the first few times. <laughs> 1998 was the best. But How much I, did that cost you? Oh, fucking too much. <laughs> my soul for a little bit all right (laughs) but if i look at it objectively 1998 compared to 2020 and take away all the 2020 jokes was dog shit in comparison it was just good because i was young and things were new yeah i i think people need to look at like hey it was a fun time in racing and it's time to move the hell on yeah i well there's a place for it and it's on 10th scale tracks it's not on 8th scale tracks right and we don't race on 10th scale tracks outdoors anymore nope. here not anyway here. and it's it's not very common anywhere uh the only reason it's really getting done in texas right now is because they're doing it at thornhill which is a super smooth track yes right yes so which is what you need. It is. It really it is. It either needs to be small and slow, or it need, if it's a big track, it needs to be smooth like Thornhill. And that's you know, why those guys happen to be having some... And I don't even know if they're still doing it, but four months ago, Gas Truck was pretty hot down in Texas. So You know, three years ago, Gas Truck was pretty hot in Minnesota. Yeah, it was fun to watch, though, at, when the track was right. So... We there were the last time I saw him ran was I forget what year twenty let's say twenty seventeen um, at the Motodome October race tracks big fairly smooth couple bumps but it's not bad is that the one that Danny won no maybe yeah he might have won he won I think both dome races that year okay. Um, and the Hens, Alec Hens crushed him in Duluth with a GT2, I remember. Was that the indoor race? Yes. Okay. But anyway, so there were 10 to 12 trucks on the track. I think Pablo Ayers got a truck at that point. Yep. And it was the most boring full main of the day. It was just because they all spread out. They were like all on their own lap. You could tell, you know, Danny and Pablo put the most effort in, you know, with their setups. They had the best of the best, plus they worked on setup. It wasn't just a second class to them, even though it was. But they put more time into it. And then the guys two laps back and flaming out every other lap. And it just wasn't good. You you really need to know how to tune with those point one two motors. They're not easy. People are like, oh, this OS motor from 2003 would still be awesome. No. No, it wouldn't. Not one bit. Ugh. People's nostalgia takes over common sense way too much. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that some people miss a lot about it is... Uh... It was a very affordable nitro class. 
Oh, it sure was. And you didn't need a badass motor because the the chassis couldn't handle it. Right. Um, when I did run gas truck back in the late 90s, I had an OS Hyper that was maybe half a horsepower, and it was perfect. <laughs> because it's like the front wheels would just start to lift up. Why do you need a wheelie and flip over backwards? Right. It's one of those deals. Hey, we missed... Uh... You know, we we go a couple weeks between episodes, so yep. we actually missed the August 29th race at Full Throttle RC Raceway yep. in Foley, Minnesota. And we missed a Blooming Prairie race at I won Nitro Buggy. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about that after we get through some quick results from the uh, yeah. COVID protest August send-off race at Love FTR. Love it. Love it. Uh, open four-wheel drive A-Main that's mostly mini truggies with a couple four-wheel drive buggies as a matter of fact four-wheel drive buggies were in first and second with sam Salvacool and torat followed by sean van dalen in third spot mm-hmm. and looks like ben sleeves are for pussies Salvacool had a issue only got one lap in on that race that's a shame so hopefully uh sometimes when i say things like that then people will message me when they hear the show and then they'll fill me in on that information so i get a lot I'll... of messages after the show too and it's yeah. like hey good info and i forget all of them <laughs> well it's just, it's just nice to like i'm curious because because ben is my buddy so yeah I, I always wonder why somebody had a dnf when i actually like the person um nitro buggy a main seth van dalen takes that no surprise there uh, a couple laps up on tony sletton and Josh Ford finished third. Uh, that left Kyle Holmberg off the podium for the night. Dang. Right? Uh, Truggy, A main, Clayton Cartaluga continuing his dominance there. Uh, Sean Van Dalen finishing second. KP finishing on the podium in third. And actually, the day after that is when I saw him at Dollar Hobbies uh, buying a brand new associated two-wheel drive for clay sweet yeah that's kp i believe he worked his ass off for that podium he should be proud of that one yeah well anybody should um yeah that was awesome i was i was excited to hear it and you could you know how how enthusiastic he is i mean he was smiling ear to ear telling me it and yeah he was super pumped so i'm i'm happy for him uh e-buggy a main Kyle Holmberg struck back with a win in that one. Uh, Sam Salvacool finished second, and Allen, the Snake Charmer Smith, finished third. Allen effing Smith. Yeah, I can't do it because it's actually effing Allen. Oh, effing Allen, okay. Yeah, it's effing Allen Smith because we used to call him effing Allen on the the 510, um, whatchamacallit, on the live time. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Effing Allen. Oh, Stu raced. I didn't even know Stu was racing. Oh, man, I feel bad now that I didn't make it to that race because I don't see him nearly enough, and I absolutely love that dude. Yeah, Stu's. I don't believe. Do I know Stu? His, his name's Jason Stewart. Everybody calls him Stu. Oh. Um, he's got dark hair, glasses, curly hair. Um, cool. He lives in Zimmerman, so Sean's FTR is his home track. Yeah. Um, you kind of missed the time period where Stu was getting back into RC racing and he was going to the 510 a lot. 
you kind of started coming to the 510 after he started backing off on winter racing a little bit. So I was going to say, you know, Zimmerman, his home track should be um, KP's if KP ever gets that thing really rolling. I don't know if the, I don't know if they know each other or not, to okay. be honest with you. But I did see Stu at the where was he? He he might have been at the MNRC race that I made it to this year. Okay. When I went up there and ran on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, if not, uh, I think I went for a practice day or something like that. So, anyway, I'm glad to see that Stu was racing. He's he's a great dude. There's. Not a chance in hell he's ever going to hear this podcast, but oh well. Why is that? Just not a podcast guy? He's he, um, he's kind of a hippie, kind of off the grid. Oh, I know that guy. <laughs> That's what did it for I you. I just thought of it. Uh, they drove that fucking van, didn't he? <laughs> I said hippie, and he's like, I know that guy. Super thick rim glasses. Yep. Well, yeah. Yeah, sure. I know, I know him. Yeah, I know that guy. He's he's an awesome human being. Yeah, he is. Really great dude. He really is. Oh man, sometimes I have keywords associated with people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's a big proponent of the devil's lettuce. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I'm jealous of it. I would do it except for Every time I do it now, I consume like two or 3,000 calories afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't. I went from being a paranoid guy, which I kind of like being paranoid a little bit when I do it, to just hungry. Hungry and giggly like a little freaking girl. <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah, tell us about Blooming Prairie. So, Blooming Prairie, all three Joes went there last Saturday. We went there because... We went there instead of FTR because Joe 3 cannot navigate those diagonal lanes that are at FTR currently. Well, I don't blame him. Most of us can't. I know. And it's just that driver's stand kind of freaks him out a little bit, which it's a good driver's stand. He just, that that much height for him right now is a little bit much for him. Sure. So we went to Blooming Prairie. Hour and 50 minutes south of me and so we went there we were the first ones there besides the track owner and i gotta say so i got a list of things here let's see here well i won nitro buggy joe senior took second in mini truggy with my mini truggy he was winning but uh cva axle busted on him and he was three-wheeling Joe 3, I feel so bad. What's cool about this place is there's enough sportsmen to where they have a 12 and under and a 13 and over sportsman. Dude, I love that. If there's enough sportsmen to do it, that is awesome. Joe 3 took the TQ, and he lost the lead with like 45 seconds left to go. It's like, is that kid ever going to win? It's one of those things. Um. So the driver's stand, I liked it. It was um, it was a, like a flatbed semi-trailer. And they put pop-ups, they mount them on the railings so you got cover. Um, there's plenty of power and they have stuff to water the track. They have the old school concession stand 
with you know hot dogs and chips and all that stuff awesome yes hey i took the lap record <laughs> um what i'm sitting here thinking it's got the great bones to be one of the great minnesota tracks it has a size the only issues are there's not enough room for pit trailers and rvs okay there it's a like a pop-up only situation you know set your table chair pop-up which is plenty that's it's just sucks that you know unless they figure out a situ a big lot i don't see them ever getting an mnrc race um let's see here also the jumps need work but they're just learning they are brand new so these people bought rc cars a year ago and then they built this facility it's one of those situations. It's like they almost went deeper than KP did his first year. <laughs> um, their lap counting system is infrared, but they have plenty of loner transponders there. Uh, what else is there? Oh, it's just a great time. Um, I'm going next Saturday, weather permitting, just to help them run the show. Cool. Because the husband's going bear hunting and whatnot, and... You know, they're just learning situations. I'm going to run my nitro buggy and help them run stuff. And it, it, Dude, they have a great core group of racers. I've never met any of these people except for a couple, like uh, John Shore's brother. Yep, Kevin. Kevin, yeah. Sure. A couple of Shores came, and Charlie, I forget Charlie's last name always, He's been racing us with us since the early 90s. Okay. Them guys were there. But other than that, dude, total, total brand new group of racers, which is awesome, I think. And their entries keep going up every week. Like last week, there's like 46 or 7. This week, there was 50. So I think that's pretty cool. That's great to hear. Especially just, you know, there's literally not anything going on in that area for rc so for that to create something for all the dudes within the general area yeah place for them to go that's awesome i guess the southern minnesota club is like 10 15 minutes from there but i would love to go there but they race on sundays man i just can't make it on a sunday sure like this sunday there is no open mat but you know i still Recorded another podcast, and I lifted, and I did a bunch of other shit. So, Sundays are just always a no-go for me. Sure. Um, yeah, but that's Blooming Prairie. It's a decent place. It's a little loose, but I think it was loose because I couldn't figure out the tires. Hmm. I think a proper tire choice would cure that. I wasn't get like my suspension felt really good. I wasn't getting grip through the tires, but hmm. so I put, you know, remember last year after the Motodome race, I was talking about sweep tires and how much I liked them. Yep. Well, I put them on Joe three's buggy and they worked really well there, but that was only at 60%. 
Um, but I might bring them with me next week to give them a shot, burn them up. Because if they're good, I'll just buy a bunch of them because they're cheap. <laughs> well, twenty five bucks for a set of four. That's yep. that's without being sponsored. I mean, f your mother with that twenty four ninety five a pair. No doubt. Uh, let's see here. So that should do it for Blooming Prairie. Um, Dirt Burners is having a GoFundMe. Their driver's stand burned down. I can't get a real, I can't get a real gauge of what happened. Some people say it was burned down by somebody. Some people are saying it was an electrical fire. But regardless, it was burned down. They're having a GoFundMe. You want to, instead of putting in some whores only fan, go put that 15 bucks towards dirt burners. Um, Otsego's got a new um, kind of a basher track. Yeah. I went there today. Oh, cool. Yeah, I went there with Joe 3. Took a Z buggy out there. I have thoughts. What was cool was. The Traxxas, the dude who owns the Traxxas store in Elk River was a big proponent of building it and bringing people there and all that other stuff. There were 10 people there when I went there today. All, okay. all with varying le- varying levels of Traxxas to a Bigfoot to an X-Max. Yep. Um, it's in Otsego Park. The... There's two Otsego parks, but it's Otsego Park with the soccer fields. And so it's electric vehicles only. And this is what kills me. Electric vehicles only, but there's no power. (laughs) Sure. So you got to come with a load of battery packs. And there's no water source. There's no driver's stand. There's just two dirt humps that each one's big enough for one person each. Okay. So those are the negative things. The positive things, I drove, so Joe 3 drove it, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's fun. So I went out there. I turned his car up to 100%, drove it myself. Track has some good flow to it. It's a little gravelly, but that's just the surface shit. Um, the jumps aren't, bad there's a really nice rhythm section in there you know it's a fun little track if you're going to go just to test something no nitro vehicles are allowed that's a bummer but what was cool was all those tracks this guys came over and talked to me they're like what do you have you know they they've never seen the racing side of rc sure so I might go out there again. I might go out there again tomorrow. It depends on what I do. So I got to finish my nitro buggy. I got to start working on this lozy mini truggy, all that stuff. But I might go out there again tomorrow and just talk because I talked to all ten people there. Two or three of them really seemed interested in to actual racing because. There, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cool, and walked away. And they're like, oh, I'm thinking about getting a 6S Arma vehicle. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, you know. 
But there were a couple of people that just seemed really into actual racing. Sure. And those are the type of groups we got to get. Nobody's walking in cold, walking into Thunder Road or Dollar Hobbies or whatever. Or if they are walking into Dollar Hobbies, I've seen this happen a million times. Somebody with a brand new whatever vehicle, and they're sitting there watching, and they look at the vehicle they just bought, and they go, my vehicle doesn't match what they're running. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to take this and bash my backyard. But like these guys out here, I can actually go out and run with them, talk to them a bit, all that stuff. And, and it's only for me, it's only 10 minutes away. Right. So, and a lot of people have that situation, but they're like, oh, the track is shitty. It's not perfectly groomed. I'm not going to wreck my stuff on that. Well, you know what? I'm going to wreck Joe 3's stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Or, I mean, that's a that's a perfect situation where if you live five minutes from that, even though if you're a racer, g- get yourself a spec slash. Yeah. And go pound with it. Have some, you know what I'm saying? Right. Have you, some fun. Meet some people. Maybe you do introduce them into real off-road racing, or maybe you just go there and have fun driving an RC car. Yeah. What a concept. Or you make new friends that aren't going to be racers. Sure. There, there's a million positives to it. The only thing I wish they had were driver's stand, water, and electricity. So, True that. Um, yeah, it was Joe 3's car, man. And everybody, like I said, no, they've never really seen stuff like that, so they're in Marvel. I didn't say it to them, but I'm like, this is a four-year-old car I really don't give a shit about. Because <laughs> it's a Techno EB 4.3, EB8 4.3. Yep. It's just a... Uh, old buggy that it's two generations old now but it works great for joey and it works great for out there sweet um should we hit upcoming events and questions and get out of here yeah absolutely uh just a couple upcoming events um next week is ftr's season finale it's a weekend race uh, what he means by that is uh, qualifying Saturday and mains on Sunday. Correct. Uh, the week after, the weekend of the 19th, is going to be MNRC round number three at Rick's Hobby Farm. Whoop, whoop. That's going to be fun. That uh, that layout looks awesome. It does. It really does. I'm excited. I, maybe I'll get to race on it this time, but most definitely will not. <laughs> um. Hold on, I accidentally deleted something off my phone that I don't want to delete. Okay, there we go. And um, that same weekend, if you don't feel like going to them in RC, but you want to do some outdoor racing, Blooming Prairie's having a breast cancer foundation paint the track pink deal. So if you want to go there for a one-day Saturday race, they're having it that weekend on the 19th. Awesome. So... Let's see, that's about it for events. Do you have anything else you want to add before we get into questions? No. No, I, I think we're good. All right. Um, all right, I did that one already. Um, 
Jason Chenard is wondering, what clay tires should I get for the mini truggy? Um, Where would he be running it, do you think? 510. Oh, okay. Positron. Well, oh, go yeah, ahead. There's a, there's a couple answers, and they're neither one of them is probably more wrong than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would use uh, the purple Positrons, the MC compound. Yes. They've literally never failed me. Uh, juniors tried some tricks with tires before. Positrons doesn't really, are... Doesn't really matter. Yeah, they'll always work. Positrons will always work. Yep. I also really like the silver ellipses. The nice thing about Positrons at the 510, uh, when you got a guy like Kyle Holmberg, who is pretty diligent about making sure that he waters in between rounds, Yes. even if nobody else does... He he always makes sure that that kind of thing gets done. You don't have to use liquid wrench on your mini truggy tires at the five ten. I like if the, you want if you ahead. want to use them for the first the first time you put laps on them to mm-hmm. break that tire in. Fine. After that, all you need is that super good smelling purple sticky kicks. I love that shit. Um, for sure. Um, I was gonna say because they just on the for the most part, and you know I've only driven your VT sixty four. I haven't driven every mini truggy out there, but in general, they generate so much mechanical grip yep. that you, you don't have to play tire games. You're right. I was gonna say, uh, I keep forgetting. I keep oh, so also for tires. Last year, I tried doing what you do with any other vehicle. You put on a positron in the rear and an electron in the front. That was horseshit. Don't do that. <laughs> Run the same tires in all four corners. And it was a big difference. Sure. Um, Chauncey Mack is wondering, what kind of security drug do you take to become fast? Well, depends on what you are. What do you take? <laughs> what now? No, he's just wondering what kind of drugs. No, I'm kidding. I'm uh, not familiar with that slang, but I don't know what security um, drugs are. Um, Adderall or weed? I've never seen. I've never seen meth. Well, Adderall and meth are cousins, but they're not the same. Um, cocaine does not work. <laughs> Booze does not work. Yeah, booze definitely doesn't work for RC. Depending on who you are, some guys, I've seen them put in magnificent runs right after they after they come in and smoke a bowl. But also, some people just can't function under pot, and they fu- those are the people who function better on Adderall. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, we know plenty of people that can't function. Period, without their pot. So. Oh yeah. They got they gotta have it before they run RC. So. Last time I smoked pot and raced RC was back in 2007 at the barn down. It was Mark O'Brien's old on-road track. I forget the town. But Bub goes, hey, you want to have just a quick one hitter? I'm like, ah, fuck it. Why not? It's Bub. So I'm thinking he's going to take out a wooden dugout and whatever. No, he doesn't take that out. He takes out this grinder thing. You grind the pot in there, and then you put the lid on, you flip it over, take the lid out on the other end, 
you pack it full of the THC that you ground, and then you take a hit. <laughs> I've never been so high off of one fucking hit in my life. <laughs> so we go out, go in and race 15 minutes later. And my first, le- it was a quick track, so let's say my best run of the day was a 66 lapper. They were like eight second laps, something like that. I hit every board. I did a wall ride with my 12 scale, a T bar 12 scale, and I got a 70 lap run. <laughs> I get off the driver's stand. Everybody's looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then I had a marshal after that nonsense. That was a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not a pot in race. I mean, like, I went faster, but I destroyed my car in the situation. Sure. Like, you know how bad it looks when your 12 scale jumps one of those little 2x4s that the, for track barriers? Yep. Oh, yeah. I was jumping my car like a madman. <laughs> it was stupid. Uh, I don't have a I don't have a drug that I have to have, but um, if I go to the five ten, I gotta have my Chinese food from Wontons. I had that once, and I love it. It's fresh. So I don't have a security drug, but that's my security RC food. Yep. Um, Jeremy Oldham, whatever happened to the speed run stuff that was supposed to happen this summer? And Chris Martin kind of answers it. He says that no prep took that idea over. Hmm. Yeah, those guys, man, they're make well, a couple of guys are making money off that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, well, in California and Arizona, they're clearing two to 3000 bucks a race, the winner. And then the B-side gets a little bit of that money. Okay. I don't know what they're clearing here, but I know it's a few hundred here and there. Is it kind of like a friendly game of No Limits Hold'em where everybody tosses in a 20 and winner takes all type thing? Kind of. I think second place might take like 10%. Okay. But I'll tell you what, the Minnesota sector needs a timing system for sure. (laughs) This guy... Comes on to Facebook Live. I'm in the group because everybody adds me all the groups or whatever. This guy comes in and he goes, car in the right lane won, blue car wins. When obviously the green car wins. I'm like, you're calling this? It's like, dude, I'm watching a grainy piss poor video off of your methy iPhone 4 and I see the green car win. (laughs) And a bunch of people screenshotted it. And, like, see green car, green car. So Minnesota needs a timing system for sure. Because when you're playing with money, you don't want to make a mistake. Sure. Um, yeah, speed run. I started building a car. I lost interest very quickly. Um, As was expected. Well, I started talking to Tim Smith. And to go over a 100, I want to do, like, 120 miles an hour. And to do that with the TC3 would have taken a lot. Um, 
let's see, Chris Martin, he goes, we can all safely agree that vintage RC pre-2000 is the purest and most noble form of RC racing there is, aside from Ryan's favorite class, stadium truck. Do you think vintage class would ever take off in this day and age? God, I hope not, because they tried to run it at Lucky 13 Speedway over in... Uh, what was the yeah. name of that town? Maybe uh, Osseo, Wisconsin. Yeah, they ran my yeah. rules. It was uh, it was terrible. They they never finished because nobody knows how to drive that carefully anymore. Either that or the cars just don't hold up. Um, yeah, it's build that car and put it on the shelf and look at it, or or run it. You know, during open practice, nobody wants to watch that class race. Okay, I'll tell you what. I made a mistake when I did it. There are ways to do it, but I made a mistake. I did a couple things right with, um, I did a couple things right with doing it for the SSES, and I did a couple things wrong. Spec motor, right idea. The motor I picked, wrong. Because I, I picked the Tamiya J motor. People were dipping and cheating like a motherfucker with that motor. Um, one thing I did right that I wouldn't change, I picked a spec battery. It was a cheap $45 Rady Wolf pack. And it was widely available at, I made sure it's widely available at any hobby shop. Okay. Um, one wrong thing I did, RC-10s only. That was a mistake. I should have opened it up to JRX-2s and Kyosho's also. But the problem is with vintage, uh, let's say he goes 1999. Let's say before the triple X. Well, everybody's going to have a double XCR or a B3. Nobody's going to have a B2. Nobody's going to have a world's car or whatever. Or they're going to have it, and it's going to be novelty until they can get a B3. It's one of those things. The problem with vintage racing is it's not linear. Or it's linear up to a certain point, and then one car goes ahead for a couple of years, and then the next co company comes out with something new, and they're ahead for a couple of years. It's not a head-to-head -head linear thing. That's the biggest problem with vintage racing. So I don't know, man. I get it, and I get. They don't. I don't know. They're not designed for modern tracks. No, they're so not. They, not at all. They don't. They don't work worth a shit on doubles. Nope. So, yeah, um, I just it it worked great in Duluth. There's Thursday it, night Duluth. It worked great. I I don't want to see Chris try it because there's there's already enough dilution. In classes, we we don't need to add another class to dilute everything even further. You're correct. You're correct, especially if you want something like Mod Buggy to fly. You especially if you want something like Mod Buggy to fly. I already tried. I meant you as like in last Chris. two or three yep. years straight, and I've been met with nothing but poo-poo. This, so this is the last time I'm trying myself. I just I fucking give up. I'm trying one more time myself. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Chris, PM Craig Kruger, 
and ask him for a video of when he was at the Worlds. Because that was the old cars, but on more of a modern day. It looked like a normal club race at the 510 where a little groove happens, but it was massive back then. The cars were shit. None of them went through a corner. <laughs> That's not fun. Right. I want a car to corner. So, yeah. But, I mean, if you're talking the car must be a rear motor, I'll tell you what, a B4 is just as fast as a B5, and a B3 is just as fast as a B4. It's, uh, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, vintage, nah, man. We don't have a big enough group, I don't think. They're super fun to look at. Uh, I keep looking at my Kinwald car and body and keep thinking I need to, you know, throw some tire shine at the thing and make it look nice and get it up there and get the stickers on it. But I, I have absolutely no want to drive it whatsoever. Uh, my friend, I just want to look at it. My friend Tony gave me a bunch of vintage stuff like... Um, he gave me a Tamiya S10 that we built in my bedroom when we were 13 years old, when we were smoking <laughs> shitty Zimmerman ditch weed <laughs> and all that. So I'm keeping that on my shelf as it is forever. And he also gave me this double um, X buggy that we raced when we were kids. And for the first four years of Joe Three's life, that was his teddy bear. Hmm. <laughs> So eventually, Joe Three is going to get that car. Sure. Um, yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Kurt Roberts goes. I am in the market for a new radio, but not sure which one to try. I have had a KO for a few years now. There are so many choices. What is your input? Well, I know you have a Sanwa. I have a Sanwa. What do you think? Yeah, I have just nothing but great things to say about their entire lineup whether you want to spend a bunch of money on right. a really comfortable radio the m17 yes if you want to cheapen it down a little bit go with the mt44 um still feels pretty decent in the hand i would have to add weight to it because it's just too light of a radio for me exactly. or even down to i think they call it the mxs um yeah that's a little little light on options but yeah that's it's a, got almost all the stuff it's got pretty much everything that you need even that the mt44 has it's it's not as sexy you know it doesn't have as many model memory but i mean if you have more than five or six race cars you have too many cars yeah. anyway yep so ko like i think he had the urus helios chassis ko radio and that in my opinion was the best feeling radio of all time kyle holmberg had it for several years he won an upgrade if i could get the helios with updated module and receivers to match today's stuff i would be using the helios sure um and that's not just me a lot of people would go back to that um, I had mine for six years, and it quit on me in Starbucks while I was on a TQ run. So we strapped lipo batteries to it and shot it. <laughs> um, it wasn't great. I thought it'd be a lot cooler. 
It's just no lipos. Over. They don't do much. They're they're not. I don't know what the best ones are. I know that nickel metals did a lot better than lipos did when you went to destroy them. Well, yeah, they don't or, want. What was the best one? The best battery. Yeah, was it oh. to destroy? NICAD, nickel metal. Well, the what? lipos I thought would be the only time I've had a nickel metal. Actually, I should say not me. The only time I've seen a nickel metal go off was. Uh, 2004, 5, 6, around there, Minnesota State Champs, one of the first year we're at the car show in Duluth. I'm pitting next to Kevin Vanner, Jabber. All of a sudden, I hear something sounding like popcorn. Jabber goes, oh shit, unhooks his car from the charger, throws it under the pit table in between him and I. And that battery went off like a twenty-two. <laughs> Little bits of shrapnel hit us. It's like, oh, wow. But now if you overcharge a LiPo or charge it on NIM mode, you'll have a little literal explosion. And that's what I thought would happen if you were to shoot it, but that is not the case. No, it gives you a little... It's basically like lighting a snake. It is. You know, the, the little... Uh, whatever you know snakes and sparklers type deal yep um it just it smokes that's all it does it is it's not exciting at all no not nearly as exciting as when you're charging it and it goes up in flames yeah last one from Corey hens and this is going to be a rough one and it's going to take a little bit of conversation oh boy do you think it's time to retire the mnrc it's been 18 years since I started it, and maybe it's time for someone else to start something fresh and new. And I talked to Corey a little bit about this today. What he really means is we need help. We need right. fresh and new ideas in the MNRC. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, a person can only take this thing on for so long um usually the expiration date is five years or less right but the thing is i would personally i'd hate to see it grow, uh go away again because a scale is growing in minnesota again that and it it's almost the only opportunity to run a 30 or 20 minute main yes to which I just I don't get excited for fifteen minute A mains. I don't either. And I really don't get excited for a seven minute B main if I happen to not make it into the A main. You know what I mean? Correct. Like I, that is not why I own a nitro car. No. I'll tell you what. Tim doesn't want to be on the committee anymore. He only comes to the track on Sundays, all that crap to help Tony out and that's fine. David Ohm, we don't see him do much anymore. He just is, it almost seems like he just wants to be a committee member by name only. He doesn't want any of the responsibilities. Okay. And it's Corey and I doing our work, doing work ourselves. And it gets to be hard. Yeah. It really does. We need committee members that don't have a specific track stick in their mouth 
because we've had that before. Every race should be at this track. No, could just go away. Go away. That type of thing. We need a committee member that will show up to the races. We need a few of them, actually. We need committee members that will help flag start, help do this, help do that. You know what I mean? We sure. We need more help because guess what? Mostly it's Corey and I and Duluth. I had to beg the other committee members to take podium pictures so I could take off. You know, it's one of those things, and it looks like I might be alone at Rick's. Okay. So, I don't think it's time to retire it, Corey, but I think we need some fresh new faces who, they're not a dick rider of any specific track, who have decent new ideas, because... You know, my genius can only go so far. <laughs> yeah, or so not far. <laughs> I don't know. And they have to make races. I have a couple ideas. Corey has a couple of ideas, but man, we're tired. I I I totally believe it. I um I really hope you get the help that you're looking for because there there is nothing more fun in this RC world than a 30-minute Nitro main. Or in the people that love e-buggy, too, two, if you make it to the A main, having two 10-minute mains on an awesome 8-scale track that was prepped for the weekend, yeah. it's yeah, it's incredible. It, it's the pinnacle of racing in our region, right? for right. sure. Hands down, not even close. Speaking of, the rest of the layouts are going to be bomb. So. Yeah. The ne next Rick's layout, dude, it looks so fun. It really does. I'm excited for that. I'm going to try my ass off to run Mini Truggy. We're going to see what kind of help I can get. Cool. Um, other than that, um, Corey Hens sent Kyle Holmberg. Um, the picture o pictures of what we're dealing with at the Dome, and he sent them Dimensions. And hopefully Kyle can come up with the layout like he did for Duluth because Kyle drew the layout and he helped out, but um, Connor did, you know, the machine work. And and Connor had to make some practical changes to yes. that design too, so um, it, it needs to be a two-way street yes. on that sort of thing. You're right. Um, I don't know if Connor plans on helping for the MNRC or not? I don't know. For, um, for the track build, usually I know that's that's a lot to take yeah. on. It's you know it's it's expensive machinery, time is money type of thing too. Yeah. And he's uh, very involved with with his motocross rider again. Okay. So he well, might I, not, he's he might not even be around for that. No, race. he probably won't. But I was gonna say usually uh, I'm guessing Kyle's gonna draw it out. Draw it out. And Corey and the Brainerd crew are going to build Corey it. Corey and Trevor and, yep. Yep. Because they, I mean, they do, the first couple years, actually the first year was rough, but the only reason it was rough is because the water froze over. That's sure. That's why we don't have a race in April anymore. <laughs> right. Because you couldn't get water. But other than that, man, they do a good job. Yeah. Even, even when it blows out, I think it's a blast. Yeah, to a point. It, I, I'm it 
Well, not to a point. When it's blown out and there's landmines all over the place, you either got to change up your lines or you got to slow the f down. It's not that true. difficult. That's true. To navigate a rough track. The only thing I hate about rough tracks is when the jump faces get blown out and your car gets kicked funny ways. Yeah. That's well, a, those are the days when you need to make the decision that, well, actually, single singling this or, you know, double singling a triple, this is actually going to be faster over the course of the race because I'm going to crash seven last times. I had to make that choice last week at that Blooming Prairie track. Sure. He has a split jump section on the left side of the track. It's one of the first sections of the track after the loop. And I was doing a good job double-doubling outside. Well, that option went away. So I doubled single-single type situation. Because if I kept double-doubling and when I hit that second double, my car would just kick ass over tea kettle. <laughs> and But yeah, anyway, like I said, dude, the MNRC, I think we're going to be okay. But man, we need help. We need fresh ideas. We need some of the load taken off of us. I hope you get it. And well, like Connor and Co- like, I know it was indirectly for the MNRC. But that took a lot of worry off of us when Connor and Kyle built that track. Right. It really did. Because you know it's going to be done right. And I'm still bummed. I don't know if I can convince Beth of this. But I'm going to try to go to Chill on the Hill. But that'll be... So I'm going to race next weekend. I'm going to be... Race directing the weekend after that, and then the weekend after that is a 510 opener. And then the weekend after that is a chill on the hill. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to try to talk the wife into letting me do it just to try that layout. Because I really want to try it. So speaking of, you know, did we go through events at, um, I forgot to say, yeah, 510, their opener is going to be September 26th. I'm excited for that one. That is literally 20 days away. That is not long. No, they're going to start building the layout. I might. I'm not going to give Joey my B6.1 yet. But with my next MNRC check, I'm going to build a new clay buggy. I don't know if I'll be able to build it in time, but I'm going to try. Either way, I'm going to have a brand new uh, 22 uh, X4 converted mini truggy. Right on. You're going to like it. You're going to want one. (laughs) I I never doubted that I would want one. Are you going to be able to make it to the 510 opener, or is that still up in the air for you? I'm not sure. You know, um, yeah, it all depends what's going on that weekend, plus... um, you know, I've I've only got the one car right now too okay. for clay, so I I don't have the mini truggy anymore. Um, that still disappoints me, but well, it's, I didn't get rid of all my stuff. I just got rid of that outdated chassis. Yeah, I agree. It's I still have gorgeous bodies painted up by <clears throat> Bruce Saint Ives. I've still I still have every very nice 
piece of electronics that I had in that car. And if I feel like I want to dive back in right away, I'm going to have one again. I just don't have one right now. Well, and and I get the reasons you don't have it. I just, if I feel like I'm going to dive back in right away, yeah. then um, all I got to do is order up a 410.2 from Sean Van Dalen and boom, I'm right back in. Yep. And I don't even need any extras because I took all the <laughs> I took all the really nice stuff off of my mini truggy before I sold it. So I, I think this year will be a good year. I've seen a lot of people locally buying the point two. I've seen a couple people buying the Lozy conversion. Sure. X ray came out with their new one, but um one of the Andrigs that runs X ray is quitting racing, I think. Oh really? One is of it them, Rick or Bobby? I don't know. One of them's quitting. Said, where are you getting this from? You're you're slinging mud now. I am you slinging like mud. Man, you better watch out. Your your <laughs> messages are just gonna blow up tomorrow. I know. Um, cause you're slinging crap. I want to say it's Bobby. I could. Rick's an X-ray one. Bobby is Mugen. Sure. I want to say it's Bobby. He, okay. I saw it in I saw there? it in one of the forums. I don't know. It was. It's always something personal, always no time. I don't dig into it anymore. I don't beg people to stay anymore. If they really want to race, they'll find a way to. If they find a, their way back, they will. Yep. I, I used to be one of those assholes. Come on, man. You can find. You could just run your two-wheel buggy. You know what? If somebody wants to take a break or if somebody wants to quit, who the hell am I to tell them otherwise? Right. So. I will tell him this. Don't sell your tools, man. Oh, don't sell your tools. Don't, don't sell your tools. Don't sell your charger. Yep. Don't sell that stuff. Or You're not your gonna radio. Get shit for it. Tools Put it on char- the shelf. Yep. Tools, charger, and radio. Se- yep. Senior. Ah, uh, senior says the exact same thing. Because I've wanted to quit a few times. He's like, fine, just don't sell these things. And well, I talked myself off the cliff, and <laughs> it's been a real long time since I've been on the cliff ready to quit. Sure. But yeah, yeah, we should end this. It's getting late, and even though we don't have work tomorrow, I still have work on RC stuff tomorrow. Right. I gotta do a couple things. I'll I'll probably go to Dollar Hobbies for a little while tomorrow. Hmm. Or wait, they're probably not open. No, they're not open. I was gonna say shit. Yeah. Should I go? But yeah, they're not open. Bummer. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, I'm Joe Zer Jr. And tonight with me was Ryan Greening, and we've ran out of talent.